Archbishop, the 2023 Confirmation Class from St. Matthews. You may be seated. Thank you, Father Danny, for presenting these young men and women at the parish for the Sacrament of Confirmation. We're here today to celebrate this sacrament because many, many people have been a part of your preparation who have accompanied you for many years, beginning with your parents and godparents who first presented you for, for baptism. They have been assisted, of course, by many catechists throughout the years, through a community of faith who have practiced their Catholic faith and given you good example of how to live as a disciple of Jesus, as a good Catholic, and accompanied you through the other stages of initiation, not only when you were first baptized, but later when you received the Eucharist for the first time. Today you receive the third and final sacrament of your initiation into the Catholic Church, the sacrament of confirmation. Confirmation is the sacrament that most Catholics associate most closely with the coming of the Holy Spirit. That's why we wear red, the liturgical color of the Holy Spirit, as we celebrate the sacrament of confirmation. And in fact, in just a few moments, you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. You'll be sealed with an indelible mark on your soul, claiming you for Christ, sanctified, consecrated in the Holy Spirit. But it's not the first time that you will receive the Holy Spirit because you're already a temple of the Holy Spirit. I hope you know that. You received the Holy Spirit for the first time on the day of your baptism. On the day of your baptism, you were baptized by water and the Holy Spirit. Water made holy by the coming of the Holy Spirit, who blessed and sanctified that water. And as you were baptized, you were in that sacred water of, of baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You are cleansed. Water is such an apt and perfect symbol for what happens in baptism because water is a symbol of life. It's a symbol of, of cleansing. It washes us clean. Clean from what? Clean from the stain of original sin in which all of us were conceived and born. We are sinners, all of us. Baptism delivers us from that curse that came upon the human family with the sin of our first parents in the garden. Baptism is our initiation into the mystery of salvation and redemption. You were washed clean in baptism. You became, in fact, a new creation. You were born again, born from above to a new life, a life of grace, a life in the Holy Spirit. So you're already a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's what baptism has given us, all of us. We are temples of the Holy Spirit who came to, to dwell within us. But even more than that, baptism introduces us into a new relationship with God, not just as our Creator, but as our beloved Father, our Abba. The Spirit cries out in our hearts as St. Paul teaches us the letter to the Romans, Abba, Father. 
because the Spirit gives us a share in Jesus' own unique relationship with God, His Father. And He teaches us to pray to God as our Father. Christians are the only ones who make such a claim about God, that we relate to God as a Father, not just as a lawgiver, not just as a creator, not just as a judge, but as a Father. And He looks upon us with unimaginable tenderness and love and mercy as His beloved sons and daughters. The Spirit, as St. Paul teaches us, cries out within us in words of inexpressible groaning, Abba, Father. That's our dignity because we are baptized, because we are temples of the Holy Spirit. We are God's children now, beloved daughters, beloved sons. You have an, a dignity bestowed upon you in baptism that no one can take from you. God has claimed you as his own. You are an adopted daughter an adopted son of God. Jesus is the only begotten son of God, but God chose us and made us his sons and daughters, children by adoption. It's a great thing, a beautiful thing to be an adopted child of God, an adopted son or daughter in a family. I grew up in a home and a household. My, my older brother was adopted. I was uh, born uh, from my parents, but my parents adopted a son, my brother, uh, chose him to be a part of the family. It's a wonderful thing to know that we are chosen and beloved, that we're not in any way an accident. It's very deliberate that God has made us his children. That's our dignity. We're God's children now. So that was the first step of this process of initiation in which you were baptized by the Holy Spirit, becoming a child of God, becoming a beloved son, a beloved daughter of God, and if a son or daughter, also an heir, an heir of the heavenly inheritance that awaits all of us in heaven. We have this hope because we're baptized, hope of heaven. So that was just the beginning of the journey. From that time until now, you have been guided, you've been instructed, you have been formed in your faith, as a child of God, a beloved daughter, beloved son of God, accompanied and assisted by many people, godparents, sponsors, catechists, pastors, deacons, a parish community living their faith and handing on that faith to you. So when you were a little bit older, you probably don't remember your baptism. I don't. You were probably just a child in your mother's arms, crying, sleeping maybe, but when you were received a second sacrament of initiation, you came to the altar to receive from the altar the very body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, in Holy Communion. You remember, I bet, your first Holy Communion. On that day, you received a spiritual nourishment, food for the journey, the sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Not just a sign, not just a symbol, but really Jesus. He gives himself to us as the bread of life to strengthen us for the journey, to nourish us, to make us strong in our faith. And so many times since you have received this spiritual nourishment in Holy Communion, leading you, forming you, shaping you, today you come to the last 
marker in that process of initiation as you receive confirmation. But if you're already a child of God, if you're already feasting at this heavenly banquet in holy communion, what more is confirmation about to bestow that is so necessary, so important for each one of us to live our Catholic, our Christian faith? What happens in confirmation can be understood if we reflect upon what happened on the day of Pentecost. You remember the story of Pentecost from the Acts of the Apostles. After Jesus had risen from the dead and had appeared many times to his disciples, to his apostles, he was about to return to the Father, ascend into heaven. And he told his disciples to wait in Jerusalem and to pray until the Father sent the Holy Spirit upon them. And so, 50 days after Easter, 10 days after the ascension, found the disciples, the apostles, Mary, gathered in Jerusalem in an upper room, praying. And suddenly the, pray, the place where they prayed was filled with the force of a driving wind that shook the walls of the house where they were praying, like a strong Oklahoma wind that comes roaring down the plains so often. We know that feeling very well. This was a special wind because as this wind blew and shook the house where they were praying, suddenly these timid disciples were filled with something they had never experienced before, a wisdom and an understanding of the things of God, a courage, a conviction, a power that they had never known before. And suddenly this timid, fearful band that were behind locked doors for fear of the Jews, as the Scriptures tell us, were filled with a boldness. And they went out into the streets of Jerusalem and began to boldly bear witness to their faith in Jesus Christ. No more fear. Something had overcome them. Something had overtaken them. And it was not something, it was someone, it was the power of the Holy Spirit that filled those disciples on the day of Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, the church was born. It was on the day of Pentecost that the mission that Jesus had received from the Father to take our human flesh and to go into the world to bear witness to the good news of our redemption and the coming of the kingdom of God. Jesus had completed the work that the Father had appointed for him through his public ministry, through his passion, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension into heaven. But now that mission was being handed on to us, to the church. We are to be Jesus' hands and feet. We are to be his eyes looking with compassion and mercy all of those qualities of the Beatitudes that we just heard proclaimed in the gospel today, purity of heart, passion for justice and righteousness. This mission was handed over to us who are the body of Christ, his church. And on that day, the disciples went out into the streets of Jerusalem as his witnesses. But they didn't stop there. Jesus had said to his disciples, shortly before he departed this earth to return to the Father, instructing them, saying, go make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and know that I am with you always until the end of the world. And that's what they did. They went out, they left Jerusalem, they went up into Galilee and throughout Samaria, and in fact to the ends of the earth. The disciples filled with the Holy Spirit the apostles went out 
east and west. St. Thomas, tradition tells us, went east as far as India. St. James the Greater went west as far as Spain. St. Paul found his way back to Rome where he laid down his life along with Peter. The church spread like wildfire. The fire was the fire of the Holy Spirit, driving them onward, and the gospel of the kingdom was proclaimed with great signs accompanying their preaching. That's what's about to happen today. You're about to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You received the Holy Spirit on the day of your baptism as a spirit of adoption who made you a child of God. Today you receive the Holy Spirit for the sake of mission, to carry that mission forward through the doors of St. Matthew's Church today, wherever your life's journey will take you, filled with the Holy Spirit, to complete a work which the Father has chosen for each one of you to accomplish with nobody else can do instead of you or better than you. You are uniquely gifted and equipped by the Holy Spirit to carry out a work to continue the mission of the church. The world in which we live sorely stands in need of the good news that we have to share. So open your hearts to receive the coming of the Holy Spirit. Open your hearts and welcome inviting the Holy Spirit right now to come and to fill you and for the grace to cooperate with all that the Holy Spirit desires to do in you and through you so that you might become light for the world and salt for the earth. The world is in need of a reason to hope. The gospel is that reason. The hope of heavenly life, the hope of a just and lasting peace in our world, not just in this world, but everlasting life in the next. So my dear friends, there is an important work awaiting you to accomplish. That's your dignity as a child of God and as a fully confirmed member of the church, a work that the Lord has chosen for each of you, which will be shaped by the vocation that the Lord has prepared for each of you, whether it be in marriage, to live out your call to holiness in the sacrament of marriage as a husband, wife, mother, or father, whether it be in the holy priesthood, being a shepherd of God's people, offering the sacraments to the people of God, whether it be in the consecrated life, whatever your vocation might be, you are called to holiness. You are called by God, chosen to become a saint. God has prepared a heavenly inheritance for each one of you. Cooperate with the grace of the Holy Spirit given to you in confirmation. And know that we pray for you today and always that God who has begun this good work in you may bring it to completion in ways that you have not even yet begun to imagine. So, my dear friends, if you are prepared to receive this sacrament of confirmation, to be sealed with the Holy Spirit in order to be sent as missionary disciples into the world, I invite you candidates to stand and in the presence of this gathered community to renew your baptismal promises, the promises which your parents and godparents once made on your behalf, but which today you make in your own voice. Candidates, please rise.